Hey, thanks for being with us. We're always glad that you uh, tune in with us, either listening or watching. And also, uh, we uh, hope we're a blessing to you today. I want to remind you, you're going to be watching this on a Memorial Day weekend. And uh, this sermon is going to be geared around memorials. Uh, Some things in scripture that I assume that you may know, but in case you don't, uh, hopefully you'll learn it. And if you did know it, it'll be a reminder to you of how much uh, the Lord really deals in remembrance. <clears throat> so we're going to be presenting that to you today. Second uh, Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 8 is our text for today. We have other scriptures to share with you as well, but this is where we start today. Let me read it to you. It says, Remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, a descendant of David. That is my gospel. Let's pray together. Father, help me to be a plain preacher today, so plain that a child can understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit. Uh, Of anyone watching or listening, that uh, just in your knowledge and your sovereignty, if there's a word of knowledge that I'm to speak to a person or their situation, through your Holy Spirit, if you prompt me with it, I want to be obedient to speak to it. And then, uh, Lord, you will remind me that you look at all of us, but you look at me differently. I'm the teacher of your word. I'm your preacher. And uh, I'm under a great judgment, a more strict judgment than anybody else. And I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. To the name of Jesus, I pray his name that I preach. Amen. When we deal with uh, Memorial Day weekend, you're thinking of loved ones, those who have given their life for our freedom, people who have um, absolutely mentored you and discipled you and walked into your life with the gospel of Christ and his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness and his peace. And we're gonna, we're gonna ask you to think about those things even today, and I will challenge you that. But I wanna, I wanna give you uh, three areas today, and there are more than three, but with, with just time constraint, everything else, you're gonna get the picture. And I wanna start with Joshua chapter four, verses one through seven. And here uh, is the scenario of crossing the Jordan into the promised land. And the Lord asked them to take stones from the river and take them and lodge them and put them where they spend the night as a, as a memorial uh, to his faithfulness and what they have done. Let me, let me read to you the passage. <clears throat> After the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord spoke to Joshua, choose 12 men from the people, one man from each tribe, and command them, take 12 stones from this place in the middle of the Jordan where the priests are standing, Carry them with you and set them down at the place where you spend the night. So Joshua summoned the 12 men he had selected from the Israelites, one man from each tribe, and said to them, Go across to the, uh, to the ark of the Lord your God in the middle of Jordan. Each of you lift a stone onto his shoulder, one for each of the Israelite tribes, so that this will be a sign among you in the future when your children ask you, and this is very important, In the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean to you? You should tell them the waters of the Jordan were cut off in front of the Ark of the Lord's Covenant. And uh, when it crossed into the Jordan, the Jordan's waters were cut off. Therefore, these stones will always be a memorial for the Israelites. Uh, The Lord instructed Joshua to instruct these men to uh, to create a memorial of stones. Uh, they're crossing the Jordan. They're going into the promised land. This memorial, these stones, 
that are, are just pieced together, stacked together, are a memorial of God's guidance, his protection, and his faithfulness. And then he says, uh, you have to realize it's for the future generations. He said, uh, remember in the text, it said, in the future, when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? You're going to be able to tell them what the Lord uh, has done in their life. Uh, so future generations. And that raises me a question uh, that I, I want to give to you all. Um, let's, let's, let's use this today. Here, here we have a crossing over of God's people uh, crossing over the Jordan into the promised land. Now I know today we can use the phrase crossing over, meaning you passed away or that you've died, that someone has crossed over. We can use the phrase crossed over <clears throat> Jordan, meaning they've gone on into heaven. But uh, this crossing over, this physical crossing over into the promised land is a direct order to the next generations to be able to know uh, what the Lord has done. So let, let's do this today. This is my first challenge to you today. Um, you might want to use a physical stone or just uh, just metaphorically be able to do this. Um, but I want you to tell your children about when you crossed over. Now, I don't mean crossed over uh, and passed away, obviously. I, I'm going to talk about when you surrendered your life to Christ. And we can use uh, the phrase crossed over appropriately uh, because in John 5, 24, uh, Jesus says this, I assure you, anyone who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not come under judgment, but has passed or crossed over from death into life. Um, remember, when we come to Christ, it's not bad people becoming good. It's about dead people coming alive. Uh, I have to remind myself about that too, and I'm reminding you with it uh, as well. Uh, so there is a crossing over when we all gave our lives to the Lord and we surrendered to him. So here's the challenge. The first challenge is over this Memorial Day weekend, gather your kids. As a mom and a dad, tell the next generations when you crossed over. Tell the next generations when you surrendered your life to Christ. They need to be able to know that. I, uh, I didn't know my grandfathers. I, I didn't really know my grandparents. I have a fleeting memory of my dad's mother, uh, but very fleeting. Uh, just, a, just a little bit of occasions of being with her, and, and that, that's, that's just about it. I, I didn't know any of my grandfathers. <clears throat> when Julie and I married, her grandparents... Uh, both sets had a grandmother and grandfather on both sides and they really ended up becoming my grandparents. Uh, so, but my mom would tell me about my grandfather a lot. And uh, my brother and I, we get our height from my mom's side of the family. Uh, a lot of my uncles were 6'5 and 6'6 and just, just big tall men as, and my grandfather. Uh, just by seeing a little bit of pictures and uh, stories from my mom and my brother did know him. My brother knew our grandfather, uh, but I didn't know him. But mom would tell me stories about my grandfather. And she told me about when he was converted to Christ. And uh, also she told me that my grandfather couldn't read or write. 
<clears throat> and, and I believe my mother, I didn't need evidence of that, but doing some genealogy work, I found the marriage license of my grand, my, my mom's father, my grandfather on her side. And uh, he just has an X sign. He just has an X at the signature spot uh, where he signed his uh, marriage license with an X and then somebody witnessed that, that, that marking because he couldn't read or write. Uh, Mom would tell me that my grandmother would read scripture at nighttime to the kids and specifically to him because he couldn't read. And she said that my grandfather had a knack for memorizing sermons uh, and just listening intently to sermons at, so he could gain his knowledge about who the Lord is and what he has done and just grow and mature in him. I, I just want you to know I appreciate that. I appreciate my mom sitting down and telling me uh, when she was baptized, my dad was baptized my, uh, in New Design Church there in Monroe County, uh, not far from the big city of uh, Fountain Run and the big city of Flippin and near the other big city of Lamb. So uh, there in Monroe County, uh, the, uh, uh, and just hearing stories uh, about their conversion, their baptism, especially that of my grandfather. This Memorial Weekend, let me give you a challenge. Tell your children of the times, the time, you, your parents, grandparents, whoever, your guardians, whatever, let the next generation know when you crossed over, not, not to heaven, but when you crossed over and surrendering your life to Christ. Let's get to that point and take that, use that as a memorial today. Joshua did what the Lord said and they set those stones as memorial stones to remember what the Lord has done in your life. The next generation needs to know what he's done in yours. My second challenge today is from 1 Samuel 7, 12. It's uh, not 12 stones, but it's one stone. And it's Samuel placing the Ebenezer rock or the stone. Let me read it to you. Afterward, Samuel took a stone and set it upright between Mizpah and Shin. He uh, named it Ebenezer, uh, explaining the Lord has helped this to this point. The Philistines were after Israel. Israel didn't know what to do. They crawl out to Samuel to cry out to the Lord for help. Uh, Samuel gives a sacrifice. He cries unto the Lord. The Lord answers that response. It's not long till the Israelites are pursuing the Philistines. The tide has turned and uh, they're thankful. And so uh, Samuel didn't want them to forget what the Lord had done and turning the tide and switching the event. And he put up uh, this Ebenezer rock. The, there's a hymns that talk about, now I raise my Ebenezer, which is that rock. <clears throat> and he named that rock Ebenezer because this rock and that word means God has helped us or God's help is what it means. So uh, it, is, it is a memorial to anybody that were, was able to see it or to other generations that the Lord has brought us this far. That has led to conversations in our church since we started in 1998. And that is people will ask the question, how faithful has God been? And I'll go, what time is it? He's been faithful up to now. And the reason I say that comes after the placing of Samuel placing the Ebenezer rock, meaning God has helped us. And when you see this rock, 
let it be a memorial that God has brought us this far. He's been faithful to us this far. So over this weekend and maybe even after the sermon, when you have time in your home, uh, let's remember, let's remember uh, a memorial as God's faithfulness to us because he's been incredibly faithful to us. The, the third thing I want to give you today is out of Luke 19, 37 through 40. It's the triumphal entry of our Lord. And guess what? It includes a stone. <laughs> so all three challenges today are giving you stones. And this stone uh, is used in a strange way to help us to remember something very, very valuable in our walk with the Lord. Let me read it to you. He <clears throat> says, Now he came near the path down the Mount of Olives, and the whole crowd of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles that they had seen. Don't forget that. They're, they're, they're praising the Lord for all the miracles that he had seen, all that he has done for them. The king who comes in the name of the Lord is the blessed one, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees from the crowd told him, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Tell them to stop. He answered, I tell you, if they were to keep silent, the stones would cry out. And I really believe he was probably pointing two stones and that's easy to do in Israel. That's pretty easy to point to a rock because it's pretty barren land. Um, listen, uh, some people say this is hyperbole. Uh, if you don't know what hyperbole is, it's exaggeration. Let me give you a usage of this. Um, and uh, the, uh, the use of it is like, for example, uh, let's take golf or baseball, for example. We, we love somebody who can, just, who can just hit a golf ball like crazy or somebody that can hit a baseball. And here's hyperbole. We can say, man, he hit it a mile. Well, that's hyperbole. That's an exaggeration. It's a bit of a stretch, right? We, we know nobody's going to hit it a mile. But uh, that's what hyperbole looks like. And so some people think Jesus is using hyperbole by saying, if people don't praise me, then these rocks will. I personally don't think it's hyperbole. I think, I, I know that scripture tells me and I believe that all things are created in and through him, Jesus. Uh, and I know a stone is an inanimate object. I mean, it has no life to it. I understand that, it's not alive. Uh, and, uh, but it's not like us. Uh, you and I are created in the image of God. We are created in him. We have, he breathed within us the breath of life, our souls, uh, that makes us different from that rock. Uh, but yet scripture tells us that creation groans for its creator, uh, that it, 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 it reaches for its creator and it groans for his coming again. I don't think it was hyperbole that Jesus is saying, if people who are created in my image and that I have breathed within them the breath of life, if they don't worship me, I don't think it's hyperbole by him saying those stones will, like he's going to hit it a mile. I don't think he's stretching the truth uh, because uh, there's an old song that said, ain't no rock going to cry in my, my place. You know, and if these if these people don't cry out to me and give me praise, he's saying, miraculously, these rocks will. I really believe that's what he's saying. So the, these rocks that he pointed to at the triumphal entry uh, are a reminder. They really become a memorial to us that he is worthy of our worship and our praise. 
and were able to do that because of what they said in this scripture passage. Uh, with a, we're praising joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles that they had seen him do, all the things that he has done. So we have three memorials today. One is Joshua and those 12 stones to remind them of God's faithfulness and that he has led us through, we have crossed over. Remember, Ted, the next generations where you, you were saved, you crossed over from death into life and surrendering to Christ. Let the next generations know of your story and all that he has done. Remember the Ebenezer rock. He placed it there and Samuel said, when you see this, let it be a memorial that God has helped us. God has brought us this far. <clears throat> Just remember today the, the, the God's great faithfulness in your life and to all of us. And then lastly, uh, Jesus used rocks again. And he said, uh, these rocks are a reminder that if you and I don't give him praise and worship for who he is and what he's done, then these inanimate, lifeless rocks will be able to do so. Um, let's, let's be reminded today and challenged today that he is worthy of our praise and our worship. He is worthy of that. And I pray that you give him death today. Let me go back to the Second Timothy 2.8 passage. Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, everything that he's done for us. A descendant of David, Paul says, that's my gospel. Uh, you remember what God has done for you today uh, through the Father and through the Son and through the Holy Spirit. Let's give thanks for all that he's done. Let's give thanks for the people that he has put in our paths that have connected us to Christ, that he has used, that he has actually sent to me and to you. Uh, I often tell people, remember to pray for others because somebody God had somebody praying for you. And then let's remember those who have literally crossed over. Uh, uh, that not just death to life spiritually, but have crossed over the great Jordan, over into the promised land of heaven that uh, we love so much. Let's remember those people even today and how God used them in our very lives. Listen, thanks for watching. I always pray that we are a blessing to you and a challenge to you. Uh, remember, I love you. And what do we always say to each other? Grace and peace. And make sure you live in both of them.